Good afternoon, Rich Ness, Executive Vice President with Open Systems Media and leader of the Embedded Computing Design Franchise here for this week's Embedded Executive Podcast. This week, my Embedded Executive is Frederick Debiens, who is with the Eclipse Foundation. How are you doing, Frederick? Very good, and thank you so much for having me. My pleasure, my pleasure. So the reason I want to talk to you is has to do with uh, a recent announcement with Microsoft and ThreadX, um, the way that I understand this, and correct me if I'm wrong, Microsoft acquired the company that owned ThreadX, and so now Microsoft owns ThreadX, and it had been a commercial RTOS, and now they're making it an open source RTOS. Did I get that right? Yes, absolutely. It's been it's been a journey. So they acquired Express Logic in 2019, and they tried to to build the business around it and of that and they made a strategic decision to to disengage from that segment contributing uh, what they were calling Azure Artos to the Eclipse Foundation and in the process we are getting back the old name of, of Tredex and it's so new that I I don't have my bright yellow Tredex polos yet or anything like that but you know uh, we are uh, pretty much in transition uh, at this point in time when we are uh, talking uh, today okay so um I don't want to get into the business part of it because we should actually get Microsoft to comment on that but um what does this mean to somebody who's developing an IoT based system well essentially Tredex as four basic attributes that no other artists uh, in the market has at the same time. You know, some of them are a combination of them, but not all four. Being open source, permissively licensed, because the license that Microsoft decided to pick for its contribution is the MIT license, which is very, very permissive. And so it's good you know, for embedding open source code in devices and things like that without having to share back your modifications to the base code. But the, the most two important um, characteristics that Tredex has is that it's now under vendor neutral governance, okay, which is not the case, let's say, with FreeRTOS, because there's no single company controlling Tredex now that it's under the Eclipse Foundation. And the the one critical differentiator for Tradex is really the fact that it's got existing safety critical and security certifications. And those existing certifications are transferred to us. And we will maintain them with the help of the open source Tradex community going forward. So there's no other vendor neutral open source real-time operating system with safety critical certifications in the market. And that changes everything from our point of view. So to be clear about that, you said that it's not controlled by any company, but since it came from Microsoft, don't they still have their tentacles into this and they could do what they want with it? Or Not at all, not at all. And in the case of Microsoft, they are involved in what we call currently the Tradex Interest Group. So they are members of this to facilitate the transition. And we are working together to set up a working group to support that. Once the working group is off the ground, Microsoft will phase out its, let's say, uh, corporate involvement. It's quite possible that teams at Microsoft, uh, you know, continue to use TradeX and contribute to the open source project. But from a governance perspective, Microsoft will 
not even have a voice, you know, because they, they, they won't be part of the working group. They, they made that very clear from the very beginning. Hmm. And the way that governance work for those working groups at the Eclipse Foundation is that we are non-profit, third-party, vendor-neutral. And what we do is that maintain a level playing field among participants. So I have other working groups I take care of where Siemens and Bosch are members at the same time and they collaborate on things. And our software-defined vehicle working group has many OEMs uh, from that industry coming together and work on common things. And the goal for FedEx is to be the same, really that it becomes the property, so to speak, of the open source community. But of course, the current partners that Microsoft had, and especially the silicon vendors like Renaissance, STMicro, NXP, and I'm, I'm forgetting one, of course, uh, um, STMicro, Renaissance, NXP. Oh gosh, this is uh, this is funny. My apologies to the ones I'm forgetting. I'm yeah, sure this is quite all right. We get me. it. We certainly get <laughs> it. Anyway, they are they are involved in this and currently helping us shaping the future working group. So you know, it's not like we are throwing away the existing ecosystem that Microsoft built, but really we are putting this in the domain of open source and look at broadening the ecosystem in a vendor neutral fashion. Okay, so I want to go back to something that you said at the beginning about um, putting back um, when when you download the the type of license that um, Microsoft has put this up for. The way that I always understand open source, when you make some improvements, you're supposed to put that back and give it back to the community. And you're saying that that's not going to be the case here? Well, of course we are delighted when people give back contributions, but it all depends on the license. So with the Linux kernel, for example, we have a license that forces you to do that, okay? With many projects, a license that don't force you to do that. And in the case of TreadX, it's Microsoft's prerogative as they contribute this technology to us to pick the license. And they picked the IT license, which basically means, apart from giving some attribution to the original authors, you don't need to give anything back. Why would you do that, though? And it sort of goes against what I think open source is all about. Well, open source is a production model. Essentially, you pool resources in order to work together on things. Now, the reason why uh, some players prefer very permissive licenses like that is that they don't have to share industrial secrets. Let's say they, they would have injected in the base code that they would have downloaded. Of course, we will incite our members and work with them so that they make innovations available in the base source code. Essentially, um, you know, this improves the, the, the whole platform, the whole technology um, for everyone. But the license pick means that we, we have a broader adoption base because if some players prefer not to share back their changes, they can do so. And we understand that for business reasons, in many cases, patents or whatever, there are scenarios where things will play out this way. Okay. Um, so to bring this back full circle, um, we talked about Express Logic and the the guy who wrote ThreadX, Bill Lemay, 
who, who was acquired by Microsoft is now no longer with Microsoft. He's now supporting ThreadX. Is that right? Absolutely. So uh, Bill founded a company called PX5. And PX5 is uh, now a member of the Eclipse Foundation and a member of the ThreadX um, interest group. So this means <clears throat> that Bill and his team are at the table shaping up the future of ThreadX. So whatever they do from a business perspective, of course, is, is uh, well, not necessarily of no interest. I'm watching with interest this serial um, art creator is a very bright mind. <coughs> I'm sorry. But at the same time, whatever he decides for his business is not of my limit. Our focus is to ensure that whatever interest he has in TradeX, he is a welcome participant. And of course, with the breadth and depth of knowledge and experience he has, it will be invaluable to the interest group and future working group. At the same time, you know, authors now will be able to shape exactly in the same way uh, the the TradeX technology. So I think that's the best of both worlds. If I want to download ThreadX, do I have to be a member of the Eclipse Foundation? Not at all. So right now the code is in transition. So it hasn't been published under the MIT license yet. So what will happen is that we will create a new GitHub organization, probably transfer the existing repositories, relicense everything, then they will be under Eclipse control. And there will be a transition time where we'll need to scrub off the documentation, uh, put it, uh, you know, under a new format, change the copyrights. <coughs> Excuse me. But once this is over in a few months, everything will be, will be clear. In the meantime, if you want to get acquainted with the technology, going to the existing GitHub repositories and existing Microsoft documentation is perfectly fine. Because we will be start uh, we we'll start the work on a first Eclipse Tradex release uh, fairly soon, once uh, we take over the repos. And uh, there will be a few changes here and there. It seems there were a few bug fixes that some users were waiting for that didn't make it in the last uh, release. So Microsoft is helping it with this first release, and after that, it's off to the Eclipse community to maintain it. But in any case, you know, once uh, once we have that, you know, gradually everything uh, everything uh, will uh, will change uh, in terms of um, of um, I would say that uh, you know you find everything on on the official Eclipse websites uh, for TradeX and especially TradeX.io. And gradually, the, the, the things will be phased out on Microsoft's uh, side. So once again, we don't want to speak on behalf of Microsoft, but why do you think that they would want to do this? What's in it for them? Well, that's a good question. But I think uh, without reading their minds, this was a very smart thing to do in terms of doing something good for uh, the, 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 the open source ecosystem. I think rather than sitting on technology that has no longer value for you, and we know a lot of technologies, uh, but a lot of large companies that is gathering dust somewhere. Um, I won't name any names, but of course there not. are pl <laughs> plenty, plenty of examples. But in any case, um, 
Well, one thing is sure. I think Microsoft did the right thing in the sense that if there was no commercial value in them, in it for them, or not enough, because of course mm -hmm. there's a user base and all of that. Twelve billion devices run ThreadX uh, at this point in time, so that's something. By contributing this to the Eclipse Foundation, they really enable a true open source ecosystem to to emerge around it and. This is a fantastic contribution. And by the way, Microsoft maybe is withdrawing from the ThreadX uh, project once we have the first release, but it is a major contributor to many other things at the Eclipse Foundation. And um, I have, uh, for example, you know, uh, in the Eclipse IoT uh, domain, we have a collection of MQTT clients, Eclipse Paho. Several bright Microsoft contributors jumped in and fixed MQTT5 support in the in the Python client, in the Go client, and all of that. And they are busy at work for two things. We just received a project proposal called Eclipse uh, Symphony, which is another Microsoft contribution, uh, and it's rather targeted at uh, edge computing. So you know, Microsoft is all over the place, and they are deeply involved in our software-defined vehicle working group, and they are staying there. So in the end, since uh, ThreadX is relevant to medical devices, connected vehicles, we've got um, ISO 26262 certifications for it and all of that, uh, up to uh, ASILD. So that's quite good, I would say. Then um, Microsoft indirectly uh, will, will probably consume again or work again, be involved with ThreadX through uh, SDV and other channels at the Eclipse Foundation. Very good, Frederick. This really puts it into perspective and I, I get a much better feeling of why this happened now. Excellent. Well, I'm glad uh, it clears up things. And in any case, um, you know, it's uh, it's really great to see the, the level of collaboration we've had from Microsoft there. They facilitate a lot of things behind the scenes. And of course, they needed to give up the trademarks to contribute uh, the TreadX name and logo and all of that to Eclipse. So once again, they've been incredibly um, kind to us. And uh, well, one thing that they weren't so kind about was the timeline of the whole thing. Let's We are rushing a bit because of it, but that's fine. I can live with that given how great the technology is. Very good, very good. Well, in that case, you need to get back to work. <laughs> Indeed, lots of work to be done, but uh, it was well worth uh, speaking with you because I think spreading the word is important. This is now an open community, so anyone can use it. Anyone at some point, uh, we're not ready yet, but in a few weeks and months, we'll, we'll be able to contribute. Of course, this will be a bit different than the run-of-the-mill open source project in the sense that to maintain the safety critical certifications, just submitting a patch with a few lines of code won't do it. We're not sure exactly what it will mean. We are working on it right now. We have experts uh, with that kind of knowledge determining what the requirements will be. But in any case, it will be uh, unprecedented in the industry to step. And everyone with the right uh, state of mind and willing to submit to the particular requirements will have to maintain the safety certifications, we'll be able to contribute. Very good. Well, thank you very much, Frederick. I appreciate it. That was Frederick Debiens, and he is with the Eclipse Foundation, and I'm Rich Nass with Open Systems Media.
Thank you so much.